Mine's a little higher if I do this. Do what? Welcome to the Four Point Play, presented by Empty Cubicle. I'm Jordan, and we talk about the NBA. And as always, I'm joined by my three bestest friends. Uh, hey, the Super Bowl just happened. I don't know if you heard. So we're going to do Super Bowl-related intros. We'll get back to Nick Cage next week. Uh, first, his brother won the Super Bowl, and he's been blackout drunk for the last 18 hours. It's Chad. Let's go! <laughs> my shirt's, next, off. He's my shirt's been... off, by the way. No shirt right now. <laughs> Your shirt is off right now. This is yeah. our very first video pod, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay an extra sixteen ninety nine, get that video pod. Uh, next, he is drenched in sweat, and the second song of the performance hasn't even started yet. It's Nate. What? What, baby? And last but not least, he traveled backwards in time on a jet from Tokyo just to be here tonight. It's Steven. What it do? And we talk about the NBA. So... As always, first things first, let's do some business like I always do and uh, talk about how you can email us your questions or your comments or your concerns uh, about Chad's toplessness. And, uh, you know, we're going to start a little bit of a new thing where we try to take those things in and process them and spit them back out uh, on a weekly basis. And we'll probably still do with listener episodes, but we want to kind of get to that stuff as it comes in a little more, too. So. Might talk about that stuff a little bit tonight. Send us your stuff. Send it to us. Mm, no, no. That Anyways, is... where can you send it? You can send it to emptycubiclegames at gmail.com or you can go to our website, emptycubiclegames.com. I briefly was concerned that I didn't know our website, but that's what it is. You can go there and you can <laughs> use the contact us form. And it'll send us a little, a little email. And Jordan, um, I, I have a concern of my own. Do I have sure. to email it in? Yes. You can say it aloud. Well, you, you call us your three bestest friends in the whole world, but how does that work with having a wife? It's a different metric. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, it's don't a, understand. Separate, it's no, a separate category. No don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. Okay. Email your stuff. Yeah, people don't ask questions. <laughs> don't ask questions, Nate. But other people send us your questions. Um. Anyways, it was the Super Bowl uh, over the weekend, and it's Valentine's Day on Wednesday. So, you guys have any exciting or interesting updates about life, things you have done or plan to do? Um, Chad, Bye. just watch those Chiefs win two in a row they're going to go for the three-peat next year which is kind of crazy to think about um yeah that's that's mostly what's going on for me are you doing anything exciting this week chad uh i am going to a jazz concert tomorrow with my wife and then uh, this weekend my wife we're gonna go up to (laughs) a cabin with some other friends um our buddy harry and some other cool people and just go hang up in the in the, in the mountains. Is that shout out Harry? Is that concert one of those candlelight concerts I've heard so much about? Uh, I believe Jordan went to a candlelight concert. This is not. This is just Funny a boring regular light the concert. Candlelight concert. Mm-hmm. 
I did go to a candlelight concert. <clears throat> it was pretty cool, actually. They were not real flames, uh, as several people in the audience around me um, talked about several times repeatedly. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know what you would find cool about it if uh, they don't have real fire on the stage. It was cool because yeah, there was no it, fire. It was good that I didn't die because several people knocked over candles on accident. <laughs> um, several, multiple times near me. So, anyways, it was no, it was pretty cool. It was cool Wait, play, near, and it was it was uh, you, like, were you on stage or how? No, no, no. How are the candles near the, you? They were all on the stage, and they were all up the aisles. So uh, there were a ton of them everywhere, and people were kicking them over in the aisles. It makes on sense that you wouldn't want to heat the room for Coldplay. <laughs> oh yep. boy. Oh, that was so <laughs> this, good. There was like a full second of silence. Gone right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about you, uh, Nate? Anything um, interesting to report? Let's see. Other than watching the Super Bowl by myself yesterday and doing Valentine's Day by myself. No, no, nothing, nothing interesting. Nothing interesting to report. Just just doing the doing the lonely guy thing. Next Email time Nate you should watch the some... Super Bowl with me, Nate. No, don't send don't send any stuff my way. I don't need it. <laughs> uh Steven? On Valentine's Day, I have to stay awake until so late to play a basketball game. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You guys have basketball on Valentine's Day? Sure do. Come on, Diego. Come on. What's wrong with the city? Don't they have other Valentine's Day events that they want people to go to? Do they? That is a good question. I'm I'm pretty sure they do a couple of things. Like, the the rec center is pretty on top of holidays. That's true. I don't know. We have a basketball game, though. And that's what's happening in real life for us. Now let's talk about basketball, huh? I, I would like to point out that next week we will check out your guys' stats from the Wednesday night game, just to just no. to know how this how, know how it goes oh. for you guys. No, Chad, we can't we can't do that. So we, talk, we talk NBA here. None oh, of this right, amateur stuff. <laughs> Jordan's gonna shoot at a Grayson Allen level. <laughs> oh boy, you're putting a lot of pressure that I don't want. Um. Let's get into it. Let's tip it off. We're going to do a little bit of like a potpourri of topics. Um, first things first, it's coming up this weekend. It's the All-Star Game. And uh, you know what they're doing? They're doing a Steph versus Sabrina three-point contest. Uh, For those not in the know, who is Sabrina? Teenage well, Witch. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that one. Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu. How do you say it? I've always said it Ionescu, but I don't know if that's correct. Anyways, um, if no one jumps in and corrects me, I'll just say it that way forever. She was super good college basketball player. The Ducks. Um, for the Ducks. Yep. And she is now a WNBA player. And she just is coming off a season where she set the... Single season three-point record for the WNBA, correct? Correct. Going with it. 
And um, also, she she also won the three point contest, the WNBA three point contest, setting setting the record for makes. Yes, across all three point contests, male and female. So, her and Steph are gonna have their own little uh, showdown, and um, I'm interested to see that. I think it'll be fun. Um, we had on Facebook, Joanna asked us about this. And, uh, what do you think, Chad? You said you had some information about it that you wanted to get into. I do. So one comment that Joanna made is she was curious if the difference in the size of the ball, um, will change the result or affect the results and how, how big of an impact does that actually have? So, um, you know, when we think about that initially, we think, well, of course, a smaller ball is going to go in the basketball hoop more often. The ratio for the ball size to the rim size is different. The angle that the ball can go into the hoop is different. Uh, but sports is not an exact science. But some science... Can has... I jump in real fast Yes, here? go for it. Yes. Chad's an engineer. Yeah, I am. Just... Yeah, physicist that's, is uh, my preference. That's what's... That's what's oh, physicist. Um, okay. So, so he's a science guy. So, so obviously, smart. A, a small, a smaller ball, big, you know, the same, the same rim. You think it's going to go in more often, a higher percentage. But basketball is not a perfect, um, perfect mathematical sport, and some data has actually been collected on this with women's teams in Europe, from a university in Slovenia. They analyzed 250 players of women players using a men's ball. Uh, which is a size 7 versus a size 6 ball. Another 250 players use a size 6 ball. And what they found over a multi-year period is that there was no significant difference in the percentage of field goals made um, from the three-point line or from two-point field goals. Now, surprisingly, the actually the, the uh, free throws went down with the, the, smaller, um, the smaller size ball. Um, and this could be due to the players not used to that smaller size ball because they had been using the larger ball um, originally. So maybe it's going to take a couple years for that to even out. Um, but the, the scientists were pretty surprised that there was no field goal percentage difference in all those years with the two different ball sizes. One thing they did note of significance was that women shot the three-pointer more often when they had the smaller ball, significantly more often. They made it just as often, so they were just as good at making it but they had more confidence to shoot with the lighter and smaller ball. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, even if, you know, she is shooting with a smaller ball, I think right now the stats say that it really shouldn't affect um, the, the field goal percentage that she has. And so she does not have an advantage over Steph. Interesting. I mean, so it was a, it was a, it was the same group of, of women who were, switching between the ball types uh over over the years or did they have a control group or i think it was just two separate groups and they just tracked them for um the one group just used one ball one group used the other ball for like a four-year period during the european years during the european championships I'm, i guess i'm not sure if they if they switched each year or not but um again this was only this was right when the ball was the smaller ball was introduced so of course over time it's possible that the, the women players could start scoring at a higher field goal percentage if they start getting more used to the ball. Because, again, it, it's still you still think you still expect that result to occur. But so far, the, the data shows it doesn't actually affect it. Maybe it's not as obvious as an impact as we might expect right away. 
Interesting. So there's the math. There's the science. Uh, what do you, let's go, let's go, Steven. What do you think of, uh, so Sabrina said she's going to shoot from the, from the, uh, NBA line. What do you think of the, I guess there's some talk about like the legitimacy of this is if she beats Steph in the three point shootout, do we say she's a better shooter, three point shooter than Steph? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know that we say she's a better three point shooter because doesn't that, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't that span like a career? Um, I guess you could say she's a better three point contest competitor than him. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you want to go like, who's the greatest shooter, I think you have to look at the full body of work, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, you know how, uh, the competition has like that. I think there's two shots that are from a farther distance. Yes. That's the starry starry, range. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the WNBA competition, was it a farther distance that like, is it going to be the same distance? I guess is the question. That's a great question that I do not know the answer to. I kind of was assuming they'd be from the same range, the starry ball. Well, I, I assume she would still shoot from the same range, even if it wasn't initially going to be since she said she's going to shoot from the, from the NBA line. Yeah, I was wondering if when she did the competition, if that greater distance is the same greater distance that it will be for Steph. Does that make sense? Uh, Whether whether it's the same distance or it's relative to the line that they're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just guessing it would be the same distance because of like the limitations of putting stuff on the court to mark space. Um, but then I was reading that they're using like screen courts, like yeah, that LED, they can LED change. Courts. Yeah. So now I don't know. I, I guess it could be. Guess we'll find out. Anyway, yeah, I think she was like know. two for two or something from the long distance, which doesn't really mean anything, but it's interesting. She's a very good shooter. She always has been a very good shooter. So it's not surprising to me, I guess, that this is a thing that we're doing. I think it's interesting. And I think, yeah, I do think it's interesting. Let's let's predict. Let's start with Nate. What's your prediction, Nate? Well, hang on. Do I do I not take to get to make comments? Yeah, no, make comments. Comment away. Uh, my my thoughts on this. It, it's fine for the competition. Um, I like I like pitting people against each other and having them like you know, compete in a way that they haven't had to before because that just builds them up to be better players, in in my opinion. However, if this isn't going to be something that's going to continue through through the years, like if this doesn't become a tradition, like maybe it starts becoming instead of Steph versus um, a WNBA player, maybe it's just the winner of, of both. NBA and WNBA uh, pitting themselves against each other. I, I'd like to see that, um, but if it's just a one-off deal, it it seems very gimmicky, 
and I'm very against mm-hmm. it. But if they if they make this a tradition where it's possibly the winners or the the highest three point maker of the NBA slash WNBA season, whatever it is, um, if it if it becomes a thing to do in the future, then then I think that gives it legitimacy. But if it's just going to be a one-off, that's that's kind of a, a raw deal for everybody involved, I think. Sure. I do think that, I mean, so the, I think the NBA has invested a lot into the success of the WNBA. So I don't think it would be surprising to see this kind of a partnership continue and um, for them to to incorporate the WNBA players more into their NBA um, events like this. Uh, I mean, we've seen the in the celebrity game, WNBA players have been playing in that for a few seasons now, um, things like that. So, I, I mean, I think I'd expect it to continue. Yeah, and, and I'd like to see more, more cross NBA slash WNBA competitions just just so that it, it it gives everybody exposure on both sides whether somebody exclusively watches the WNBA it'll give them exposure to the NBA and people who mm-hmm. only watch NBA it'll give them exposure to these ladies who are who are playing sports professionally so sure but yep as far as, as a prediction goes um i think i am going to go with sabrina I think I think she's gonna she's gonna be hyped up and and really go after it. Yeah, Chad. I think I am also going with Sabrina. I could see uh, her taking it pretty serious and Steph kind of having some fun um, and maybe coming down to like the last two shots for Steph. He misses it. He'll start laughing. They'll hug and it'll be great. What do you think, Stephen? You know, I was going to make a similar prediction, but it feels weird now, so I guess I'm going to pick Steph. I'm sticking by my original idea, and I'm going to say Sabrina, too. Oh, good thing I picked um, Steph, then. Yeah, make it interesting, I guess. Uh, now, it'll be Steve, interesting to see. Now, Stephen, don't don't pull uh, Kevin Durant and, and change your answer. Yeah, don't be trying to come over here you and mean say like you part- picked Sabrina. <laughs> like, after she starts making some? Yeah, once she starts hitting those shots, don't you come over My here. My next chapter, yeah, did, I picked Serena. Did you see, yeah, did Sabrina, you see Kevin, Kevin Durant is. said uh, she's a great three-point shooter, but you can't you can't beat the best, uh, meaning Steph. And then he kind of backtracked on, on that. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I did not. I did see several other NBA players chiming in about it. And past their expiration date, NBA players like Perk and I think I saw Perk saying something about it, but uh, I didn't read too much about it from from those guys. I respect Perk to a degree, but his uh, basketball analysis is generally not something that I care too much about. It's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, let's do this. Also, All-Star Weekend. Uh, Nate obviously loves All-Star Weekend. He's a huge fan of it. 
as he's said many times on this podcast. I just I just get so excited that I stay in bed all day and don't watch any of it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so overwhelmed he can't even turn it on. Um, let me ask you guys this. I've seen many, many, many things about, uh, you know, from both sides of it. The, the All-Star Weekend is pointless. It's no good. Uh, hasn't been good in years. Uh, you know, all the complaining about um stars won't stars won't do the dunk contest uh which is i mean that's true i'm jalen's doing it this year which is a big i think a big deal but uh, you have to you have to be a little more clear there are like 17 jalen's in the nba jalen brown (laughs) uh anyways there's a lot of talk and noise about that the all-star game is ruined all-star weekend's ruined um, you know, they've tried to mix it up. They've tried to change the format, tried all this stuff, uh, to try and get it to be a, a bigger deal and trying to get the ratings. Um, I think the NFL has a similar problem, the pro bowl and that weekend, but, um, well, they've, I mean, they've turned it into a flag football contest and yes, they have. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting actually <laughs> on some level, but that's beside the point. It's not an NFL podcast, Stephen. But here's the question. What is something? What is a change? uh, A format change? uh, A new event? What's something you'd like to see them do to the All-Star Weekend um, to spice it up a little? Something to jazz it up? Um, Do any of you have like off the right off the rip an idea you want to throw out or... Uh, I don't want to put anyone on the spot if they don't have anything. Three v three. Okay. Yep. Give it to me. I had. I wrote that down too. I think that would be interesting. Instead of uh, instead of the standard, you have like a king of the court type thing. Uh, kind of like the you know the three on three, the big tournament. What's that? I can't remember what that one's called. Um, big three. Big three. No. Well, yeah, but <laughs> there's like the other international one. The Olympics. The Olympics. Anyway, I think that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> it seems like if you did it right, you could get some interest just because it would be much more highlighted uh, going at each other type atmosphere. Can I expand on that? Uh, sure. Just fully replace the All-Star game with that. So it's it's eight teams of three. Your top eight vote getters are captains. And then playground style pick their team. And then all the games are played uh, at like a like a playground, like the the biggest playground in the city that the hosting city, like if it's in New York, they're going to play at Rucker Park. Right. And uh, and then, like you said, it's king of the court. And uh, there's money involved prize pool that gets split between the players and a charity. I think that that would create a more uh interesting competitive environment plus you could the money would go further for three guys or however many you want to give it to instead of like a whole team having to have enough money to make it interesting yeah i could see some players getting really competitive with that versus the current nba game right where it's kind of like who cares it's all just for fun shoot some threes but that would kind of be like three on three close enough to like a one-on-one that you don't want to be embarrassed by the other guy you don't want the other guy pushing you around, dunking on you. And so mm-hmm. I can see them getting like it all up in their head and getting real competitive about it. That actually 
is the other thing I wrote down, uh, a king of the court 1v1. So mm. it's just a one-on-one, one possession, or, or first basket, I guess, competition uh, where they just go at each other. And you then kind of last guy standing a wins. a certain type of player there, though, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see you know, different combinations one-on-one, but if you keep the three-on-three, you can you can set, like you can pick a more defensive-minded player, like a paint a paint protector kind of guy. Yeah. I just think, I don't know if you guys remember the, um, I think it was, I think it was world team, like, practices where they were, some footage came out of them one-on-one. Uh, just, they were going one-on-one, king of the court. And uh, it's where the the Booker double team memes came from, I think. Um, but it was th- those were really cool and fun to watch because they were taking it really seriously. Like Chad said, they didn't want to look like a fool or be made to look like a fool. Um, I think that'd be cool. Uh, Chad or Nate, you want to jump in with one? Yeah, you know, how about continuing with this Sabrina um, idea? Let's get a hoop that's eight and a half feet tall and have a WNBA dunk contest. <laughs> okay. That'd be pretty fun. See what the ladies can I'm do. I'm interested. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously there's some dunks now in the WNBA, um, but I think if you lower that hoop, it could allow for more interesting type of dunks, you know, and, and some more fancy dunks. And I think that would be kind of fun to watch. Sure. So are you are you doing this dunk contest during the NBA All Star Weekend, or are you saving it for the WNBA? Um, I think so. I think it would have to start in the NBA All Star to kind of gain traction for the WNBA, and if it becomes a popular enough event and if people like it, um, then it could eventually move to the WNBA All Star game. You know, because we we kind of kind of got use this 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 NBA All Star game. The NBA promotes the WNBA a lot, right? So this would kind of be another way. Maybe if next year, if they don't do that three-point contest, they shake it up and add a, a dunking contest. And we see Shaq out there and everyone losing their minds when the ladies are dunking. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You got any uh, any ideas, Nate? No, I don't. I don't have any ideas for spicing up the All-Star weekend or game or whatever. I think what they <laughs> need to do first is actually figure out the purpose of all-stars because the game the game isn't doing it um and i don't think playing 3v3 is going to do justice to the people who are picked to be all-stars um because it doesn't it doesn't really play out it the same as as an nba game would and it's a totally different mindset and and everything and it's I don't. I don't think it's a proper exhibition of who they are as players. Um, so, and we already have the all NBA teams that that kind of give you a snapshot of the whole year. So, what really? What is the purpose of this whole weekend? What's the purpose of being an All Star? And yeah, I think I think they really have to figure that out because they it's it's a tradition that they've really lost sight of in trying to monetize instead of actually um, focusing on, on the players and their accomplishments through half the year. 
It is interesting because it it is become it has become somewhat of a metric for greatness, right? Like that's something that gets put into people's portfolio and uh, brought up when you compare players and when uh, when the uh, what's it called Hall of Fame comes around. That's something that gets brought up. So it's an interesting thing. You got like your point is good. Like it's something that what is it like what's the point of it if we've got all nba uh what is all-star status yeah Um, and it's and it's only through half the year so it's it's like they can be drastically different uh at the end of the year where all nba is chosen and why yeah why does all-star matter for hall of fame talk there it's it's basically just just a superficial title. I think uh, we've talked about this in, we have talked about this on the pod before the idea of it being kind of a popularity contest now with the voting and everything. I, if it doesn't actually matter for like, you want to decide that it doesn't matter maybe for greatness and for like end of season or end of career, uh, how you measure a player you could just lean in and make it a popularity contest. And it's just the most popular players play in this exhibition weekend. Just only fan uh, votes. Yeah. It's all fan vote. It's all player vote. Um, you could I mean, do like, uh, you yeah, could do even, like, even then that makes more sense than, than what they're, they're doing now. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you look, you look at these all-stars and every, every year people are like, Oh, how, how is so-and-so not making made an all-star team? Like looking at Mike Conley and his career and not making an all-star team. And like, how, how is that possible? He's, he's so great, but you know, it's going to be a detriment to his legacy. Just not being, not ever having a title of all-star or, or Jamal Murray or any of these other great players who might've just had a, bad start to the season getting injured uh and then Mm -hmm. they they finish real strong and it's just i again um gotta you just have to figure out what it means yeah that makes sense figure out what the what the overall vision is and then and then build it out from there uh do we think that it would be fun to watch nba players play horse yeah, I, I think so. Have you so. seen I those think... old videos of them doing that? From the McDonald's commercial with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan? Uh, no. That's fake, Stephen. It's, <laughs> it's a fake commercial. <laughs> no, they had it. They had it before. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. I did not know that. Uh, then 77-78 season. Um, also, Kevin Durant has won two of them. Interesting. Uh, oh, they did it. Uh, and they did it in the COVID season. <laughs> oh, they did one of them. But uh, but uh, Pistol Pete was the one that I've seen some. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that would only be fun if the personalities were correct, right? If yeah, that's if true. Not, like, look at Durant. If he's out there just shooting, and it's not fun or funny, you're doing fun shots, and the personalities are you know they're mic'd up. It, it had to be like the right personalities kind of blended together. Also, Steph would win. Yeah. So, you know. <clears throat> it would have to be like the uh, like the match, right? 
mm-hmm. where it's like Charles Barkley's in your ear while you're shooting and stuff, and mm-hmm. and everybody's they're mic'd making, up. They're and, making you do certain shots. Maybe like that. So yeah, like Shaq and Chuck are coming up with the shots for them to do. They have to cut, yeah, and then they yeah, have yeah. to make it, and they're laughing, and it's all funny. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Here's an here's one that I just found on Reddit. Uh, you guys ready for this idea? Mm-hmm. It just says sack race. <laughs> <laughs> what about a three which, leg race? Which, when you think about it, is pretty funny. Like, do they have sacks big enough for these guys? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be kind of funny. They're they've got their arms down at their knees, trying to jump around in this little potato sack. Uh, three leg race is funny too. Like, if you you match guys up not based on height, you know. So you've got like. You know, Wimby tied to Patty Mills. Trey, and they're just like falling over. I mean, I think it'd be I, pretty funny. I think you do a bunch well, of these kids games and then say winner gets home court advantage in the finals. In the playoffs. <laughs> and, and then it's like super competitive, but super, they're all not good at the sport they're playing. <laughs> they're playing 21. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that gives me an idea. Why, why don't, I mean, Basketball players are some of those versatile athletes um, in just how they're built and, and what they have to do in a game. Why don't we have them compete against professionals from other sports uh, in those sports? It's like that uh, curling. Was it Sha- was it Shaq who Shaq had that, that show yeah. where he yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where he he raced Michael Phelps and stuff? That would be fun. I would. I mean, I'd enjoy it. It's it's the same thing Chad said, though. You'd have to have the right personality, and these guys are refusing to do the dunk contest right now. So it's like they won't even – I think you've got a lot of ego in this league, and guys won't do stuff because they don't want to lose or look foolish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. you got to have the right personalities, I think, to make some of this stuff work. Yeah, which would uh, be uh, kind of lead into making it a popularity contest. Yeah, I think that helps because Thanasis out there just like <laughs> doing a sponge race or whatever. <laughs> it, it's incredible. It's, it'd be amazing content. I don't know. It'd be pretty doing funny. Doing anything really, maybe. Truly. Picking his brother's nose. Um. Anyways, enough about the All-Star Weekend. Nate hates the All-Star Weekend. Let's talk about this. Uh, we had a Suns versus Warriors game the other night. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was a, a bit of a thriller, though. Saturday night, Saturday night. Um, and a little bit of a like a, like a classic. Uh, you've got Durant going up against his uh his Finals championship teammates. Uh, you had kind of a throwback Draymond who who was playing. Um, playing up to his his previous levels a little bit, um, and then uh, the interesting you know subplot of Draymond versus Nurkic. Um, Nurkic came out and said that he that Draymond didn't learn anything. He's still insane. You know, interest. It was all interesting storylines, and then beyond that, it was an exciting ending to the game, with Steph basically throwing up a 
a prayer of a shot, but it's Steph. So it went in and he's, you know, he's doing the walk away already. Uh, walk off three to win the game. So pretty cool. Did you guys watch that game? I watched the, I the, the recap and then obviously the end, you know, the last couple yeah. of minutes was, was so exciting. Yeah. Um, what do we think about, what do we think about Draymond? <laughs> Is I, he, yeah, go ahead, Nate. I think we've made our, uh, points about Draymond fairly clear. Sure. Um, I, I don't think there's truly re- rehabilitation for him. Uh, after having played professional basketball a certain way for so long. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's gone. Uh, I do have a, a stat for you guys in this game, a question for, let's ask Jordan specifically. Jordan, in this game, who scored more points? Bull Bull or Clay Thompson? <laughs> this feels like a trick. Feels like a trick question. Get, I'm gonna I'll, go with mm, I'm gonna go with Bull Bull. No, Bull Bull only had oh, three man. points. Clay had five, but Bull Bull <laughs> was positive in the plus minus while Clay was negative. Wow! So that's the kind of the subplot, the the sad story about this game. The clat is it the classic? You know, Draymond Curry, he didn't game winner over Durant was the Clay Thompson getting benched. He's kind of done now. Um, so that's kind of, kind of the sad part yeah. uh, when watching this game. Yeah. What do we think about Clay, I guess? I think he needs a change of scenery. I think I think you you got to get him out of there. No, it, it doesn't matter what he's done for your organization. He's not going to continue to provide that. So you, you got to get him out and maybe he gets rejuvenated being moved somewhere. Yeah. Either that or he's just cooked, huh? Change of scenery to a retirement home. (laughs) Out to his boat. Let him sail the open seas, you know? Be free, Clay. He doesn't want to get traded, right? Like, they're not going to... Like, he's, like, been big on Golden State, right? Like, he should just... He wants to end there, I think. He's got to make sure that he doesn't push it too far and then just... he should just leave, right? He should just be like, "Okay, I'm done." Well, then that's a that's a conversation he has to have to, with the organization, where they have to say, "We, you don't provide anything else for us here." Um, so either you retire, or or we gotta ship you. Mm-hmm. I I do think recently he has, I think he is becoming aware now that he is not as good as he used to be. And in fact, I think just a couple of days ago, he said that he is willing to take a reduced role with the Warriors for them to give him a new contract, right? I, I did see that. I think that's yeah. huge, right? If he recognizes, hey, I'm, I'm 35, coming off of ACL, like if he becomes a bench guy, can come out when he's out there, play hard, hit some big threes when they need to, play some good defense, but then sub out and rest up a bunch and... I think if he can accept that role, he could last longer in the NBA. If he doesn't accept that role, then obviously he'll just retire. Yeah. Well, it was an exciting game. Interesting subplots, but uh, we're getting deep into this, so let's let's move let's move to our next Blast little trades. bit here. Yes, we got to talk about trades because the trade deadline has come and it has passed, 
And there uh, were we only we only have to talk about them because we, you say that we do. I do. As so the, that's as true. The producer. That's true. I suppose we don't have to, but I'm interested in talking about them. There were there was like a a, a small flurry of activity at the deadline. Um, I didn't think there was anything extremely exciting. Um, but let's kind of let's kind of dig into some of these. Um, first thing let's do let's talk about the Knicks trades. So the Knicks got Ananobi from the Raptors. Uh, in that deal, they also got Precious Achua. They got Malachi Flynn. They finally shipped out R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. Um, and then they also scroll in to find the other one. Uh, and then they also did that six-player deal where they um, took in Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Alec Burks to kind of bolster their bench. Um, they dumped off Fournier finally. Uh, Malachi Flynn went out in that one. Quentin Grimes. Uh, Ryan Arcidiacano went out. Um, and then there were some picks involved in both of those. I don't, I don't think they were super meaningful picks. Um, what do you guys think of the Knicks moves? Um, all of the Knicks moves taken as a, uh, taken together. Do you like what they did around the deadline? Do you think that they got better? Uh, Steven, start with you. Um, I like what they did with the OG trade. Uh, they obviously ripped off a bunch of wins to kind of get back mm-hmm. into, uh, I guess, I guess contention. I don't know. Um, and I think it is good for them to like make a decision with somebody like quickly, like, we're moving on now. Uh, so I think I think that wasn't really around the deadline. But I think that was one of the more significant trades Yeah. Uh, this year that had a, like an immediate return. Uh, Chad, what do you think of the Boyan and the Burks ad? Well, I think it's uh, this team just got super deep now. Um, and the cool part is they did all of this without getting a uh, giving up a first rounder, the Knicks. Um, so I think it's a, a pretty exciting for the Knicks. I think they're super deep now and the, what, if all their players get healthy, of course, if OG and Julius Randall get healthy, then they could make a a push deep into the playoffs potentially. And like Chad said, it also keeps them in the running for the classic, like, Oh, superstars available. The Knicks are interested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they have enough assets. Just like every year. Yeah. Just like every year the Knicks are interested. Yeah. Um, Nate, what do you think? What do you think of these moves? Um, I think, I think, yeah, like Chad was saying, it just makes them deeper. It shores up some of the uh, defensive short shortcomings they were running into, um, and uh, definitely getting Bogdanovich helps in having another creator on the floor um, when defenses are going to be so focused on. Um, Brunson. So, uh, yeah, it, it just it just really makes them more of a complete team, who can who can field various lineups based on who they're playing that are that are going to be effective and and make for uh, an actual playoff run. Did you see? Speaking of Brunson, that he got MVP chance in Houston. 
I did see that. Yes. That's all. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you... So, so with the Knicks... Oh, man. I had a thing I was going to ask about the Knicks trades. Um, It has slipped from my mind, I think. Oh, that's my bad. I, I do think they, they, they made the best moves, I think, out of maybe any team. Obviously, we had talked about it before that tons of teams are going for OG, right? Uh, he was one of the... Yeah. I mean, because this, 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 this trade deadline, there weren't a ton of big names moving around this year, right? Like previous years. But OG was one, yeah. of, one of the bigger pieces that could have moved. And the fact that the Knicks got him and got some other players too, I think they definitely um, won kind of the, the, the trade deadline there. Mm. Nate does this thing when we go to the movies. <clears throat> it's this thing he does when we are in the movie theater. And we're watching the trailers. Nate uh, Nate gives a, a thumbs up, a thumb middle, or a thumbs down to the trailer. Uh, Nate, the Knicks trade deadline. Thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. Um. So. So what that what that means while I'm watching trailers is, if the trailer was effective in convincing me to watch a movie or not, it's not an anticipation of what I think the movie is going to be, um, mm. but it's, it's just, did the trailer do its job? Good um, clarification. So yeah, I would, I would give their trade, uh, their trades a thumbs up because I think, right. I think it definitely is a move in the right direction, uh, to get them where they, they think they should be. There you go. I like it too. I like what they did. Uh, let's look at this other one. Uh, the next trade on the list here, the Pistons and the Wizards did some rearranging that is largely pointless, I think. But uh, the Pistons got Gallinari and Mike Muscala and the Wizards got Bagley and Livers and second round picks. Um, I think this was mostly a move to create some flexibility for next season. Is that... Am I remembering that right? Steven, do you remember? I think, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, no, let's, let's just leave it at that. I don't want to talk too much about mm -hmm. this because it's kind of... No team got better, it's kind of a nothing, so it doesn't matter. It's kind of a nothing trade there, yeah. Um, got to look at the Pacers. <clears throat> Pacers made a big move to get Siakam. Um, they sent Bruce Brown, who was presumed to be on the move in another trade before the deadline and didn't get moved. So that's interesting. Um, but the, the Raptors got Brown, they've got, uh, Noara and they got, uh, Lewis Jr. Who was just moved to the Pacers from New Orleans. Um, I guess probably to maybe facilitate this trade. Um, but yeah, Siakam to the Pacers. What do we think of that? Nate, what do you think of that? Um, it's definitely a move in the correct direction in that their defense was terrible. Siakam is is a better defender who can still uh, create on the offensive end. So they didn't, they didn't lose a whole lot of offense and definitely got stronger on the defensive end as far as their their starting lineup is concerned. Um, they still have a lot 
to to work on on the bench, but it um, if they make it to the playoffs, uh, that defense is going to count for for something um, as they face the the more robust teams who can actually scheme and take time to prepare for that high octane offense that the Pacers have. Yeah, Stephen, how do you like the fit? You like the fit, Siakam Halliburton? I mean, I think it's fine. He's uh, he's like the best, I guess, other superstar. I, I don't even know if he's played with another superstar there, but he's like the best player that he's been paired with, right, that Halliburton's been with. Um, I think the only question is his shooting ability. Uh, and I think that because they're the Pacers and they can score a ton, they don't, they don't need that. Um, but he's not a great like shooter, uh, like a like Halliburton drive kick whatever you know. So I think that's the only question mark. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's a a very big a very big one. I think they're going to be pretty good together. Chad, what do you think of of uh, well, so the Bruce Brown? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I guess from the, so I guess I, I want to talk about the Raptors. This is kind of a yeah. a weird thing for them to do. Um, that second trade where they got Olenek and they traded a first rounder, it's like yeah. the, the Raptors sh- should should be in sell mode right now. They have a horrible record. They're not a good team. They should be selling big, you know, trying to 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 get first rounders and then build a team here in a couple of years. So it's kind of weird that right before the end of the trade deadline, they decided to buy and actually use a first round pick. So um, they're kind of in a weird place because if they if they start getting better, then they get uh, not as good of a draft pick. It's, it's kind of like they don't know what they want to be. They're sellers, but they also kind of want to buy. They don't, they don't want to be that bad for their fans. I, th- I think the Raptors are now kind of in a weird position. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of those since you brought it up. Uh, so <laughs> the Raptors made the the big sell off moves. You know, they got rid of OG. They got rid of uh, Siakam, and then they, like you said, they took in Kelly Olynyk. Uh, Agbaji and they sent out Otto Porter Jr. and the recently acquired Kyra Lewis who I'm assuming his name is Kyra not Kira I don't know because uh, he is kind of a uh, I think he's kind of a, a not nobody player right so he got moved around I think this is the third time that we've mentioned him that he got moved from team to team um, but then the Raptors weren't done they also acquired spencer dinwiddie they got rid they unloaded dennis schroeder and they unloaded thad young um both players that i think contending teams were interested in getting their hands on um and then then they acquired dinwiddie who they i believe immediately bought out if i'm remembering correctly because he is now signing with the lakers um and that was the raptors offseason or uh trade deadline that was what they did they unloaded essentially their entire starting lineup except for scotty barnes uh acquired essentially no starting players in return and they also got rid of a first round pick uh to chat's point so let's go let's go to steven this time steven feels like more of an a b c d grading metric uh grade the grade the uh raptors on their trade deadline i think that their individual trades are not great um, but they, uh, they did get quickly who I think is a starter for them. Um, oh, true. 
That's fair. And he looked okay so far. Uh, but they also did. So I think that they don't have a first round pick. They're sending it to the Spurs or something. If it, if it's in a certain range. Um, so they did get some first round picks back, uh, when they traded Pascal. So I think like in combination, it's an, it becomes an average trade trade deadline thing. So I'm going to give them a C. Um, it seems like they could have, it seems like they could have gotten more, um, but also they're kind of in a tough spot. Like, like Siakam's going to be an unrestricted free agent if they don't trade him. So there's not a lot of leverage there. Um, so yeah, maybe think, they got what they could get. <laughs> I think the Siakam trade is a pretty good haul for that kind of player. Three firsts and, I mean, Bruce Brown is a guy that you, in theory, could have moved they could have flipped him. Um, so I think essentially you got four picks if you had been active enough to move Brown. Um, the first but, are uh, not, none of them were lottery, right though? Like they're, they're going to be late rounders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to be the best picks, but three picks is still, it's, it's a good haul for a, a guy who you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose for nothing. Um, I think it's, I think Nate, if I read it right. I think the Raptors, if, their the pick is top six, they keep it, and if it's after that, then they lose it. Um, the one yes, that they send to the Spurs, yes. yeah, so yeah, I think that's protected. right. So then you, yeah, you that's from the. You don't want to get better. You don't want to get better. Then what are you getting rid of picks for to get better? You you want you want to get that that pick. But then, but then that does transfer to uh, next year. Um, so if it if it doesn't. If the Spurs don't get um, it this year, then they get it next year. They get it next okay. year, yeah. Okay. Um, Nate, you've been pretty vocal that the Raptors needed to do this. They needed to go and and have a a big uh, a big trade deadline. They needed to make some changes, make some moves. What do you think? Now that they did it, they pulled the trigger. Are you pleased with how they have uh, navigated the the deadline? Um, they, they were definitely shaking the tree, but I'm not sure anything fell out. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, 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 these are, these are kind of, other than the Siakam trade, kind of sideways moves. Um, I mean, getting quickly for Ananobi was, was pretty good, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't get a whole lot else out of that trade, and the trade with uh, Schroeder and uh, getting Dinwiddie and and all that the mo- the most recent one uh, was kind of a, a lower grade trade. Um, so overall, it's I feel fairly neutral about this. Okay, neutral. I mean, they kept neutral is better than bad. Yeah, they kept they kept Pirtle. They probably could have traded him um and yeah probably could have moved uh bruce brown um yeah and yeah there there were other things that they could have done whether they tried to or they didn't get offers that they liked or or what i don't know but yeah i think yeah. i think there was more for them to do and they uh pulled a raptors and waited too long <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest miscue is the Bruce Brown. Uh, there's so much, so much noise that that a contender would want him, you know, 
and you couldn't even couldn't flip him for anything i i I don't know that's that's a rough that's rough um let's move off the raptors let's go to the uh, the heat and the hornets traded kyle lowry and terry rozier um there's a first round pick involved also um that we're we're pretty confident that there's a kyle kyle lowry buyout coming still right that's still something that's that people are confident about yeah, I'd, I think I'd so. Be, yeah, I'd be pretty confident saying that is coming. Um, I think we did. We talk a little bit about Rozier on the Heat already on the pod. I can't remember. I I'm pretty sure we have. Um, I think how we he touched was, on it. How he was playing not so great, but yes. if he if he gets back to his Celtics days form, um, he would be a great addition to the Heat. Right. Yeah, and and we did talk about this because Stephen and I were saying we're not sure he's a culture fit, but mm-hmm. um, anyways, that's I mean that's that is what it is. Kyle Lowry wasn't what you needed him to be really, um, so you go out and get a guy, and I I think that's one of those things you got to do sometimes. Uh, briefly, Rockets got Stephen Adams. Um, <laughs> they sent out so Old Depot. It was a real bummer. Yes. Real full circle moment, actually, because we drafted Stephen Adams. We being the Oklahoma City Thunder, we drafted Stephen Adams with a pick we got from the James Harden trade. So here he is going back to the Rockets. Um, it is kind of crazy after Oladipo's great season how now Stephen Adams is worth more than Oladipo. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they got, they both, got three second I mean, round they're picks. They're both hurt that's, too. It's that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a nothing trade to me, in my opinion. But yeah. um, let's jump up here. Let's look at. Uh, let's go over the Pistons because the Pistons were very active, also. So the Pistons, um, they got Fontecchio, I think, from the Jazz. Um, we got any. If we've got any serious jazz fans, that's the name they know, I think, because he's um, he was kind of, I think, a fan favorite a little bit there. So he goes to Detroit. Uh, the Jazz get Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. <laughs> the Pistons got Shake Milton and Troy Brown uh, in exchange for Monty Morris from the Timberwolves. Uh, the Pistons also traded uh, TBD. We don't know yet. Suck. They traded the the Sixers, and they got Daniel House Jr. Um, uh, and so then so so my what I'm looking at is they got a a second rounder and cash considerations, and they sent the Sixers oh, yeah. a second rounder. Because the Sixers are trying to get under the the tax. Um, and then like we talked about, they they made the uh, they unloaded Bogdanovich and Burks. Uh, Got some young guys and got the uh, disgruntled Evan Fournier. <laughs> um, is that all the Pistons did? I think that's everything the Pistons did. Um, <laughs> I I don't see really any uh, rhyme or reason to the Sixers or to the Pistons moves. Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's just all over the place. It is all over the place. It's like um, the Wizards called them and they're like, hey, we saw you're going to do some trades. You want to do one with us? And I'm like, sure. Who do you want? I, so I, I remember this last week I came into Steven's office at one point because we worked together and I was like, Steven, I think that 
the trade deadline is just like us in fantasy basketball where it's like there's no trades and I just want to make one. So let's just do it. Let's just make one. Uh, that's what it's, some of these trades seem like. Um, I don't know. I I think that the uh, the Monty Morris ad is kind of, I think I like that for Minnesota. Um, but other than that, I don't see how these moves really do a whole lot for the Pistons, who have been obviously floundering this season. Um, Nate, what about, what do you think? Do you, can you make any sense of these uh, Pistons trades? Well, shipping Bogdanovich was the only thing that made sense. Um, they needed to ship one of their one of their other um, lottery draft picks. Uh, just just make room for everybody else to kind of spread out and figure out who they are. But of course, they want to hang on to the idea of of making these high draft picks and trying to make them work in some sort of system that nobody understands and they pay monty williams a whole bunch of money to to do a bunch of nothing with these young guys (laughs) and then and then they just kind of go out there being like hey you want a guy you want a guy you want draft picks you want to give us draft picks we don't know what we're doing we're we're terrible owners so that's about where that stands something we didn't talk about with the bogdanovich trade is that uh, last year, didn't they? Wasn't there some news about him getting a first round pick in exchange, and they turned him down? Who? What? The Pistons trading Bogdanovich last year. They didn't trade him, and I think that there was. I'll look it up. I, <laughs> I think that I don't remember. they said. I mean, that, that sounds like a pretty Pistons thing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so. So rumored two first round picks that the Pistons turned down for Bogdanovich a year ago. Wow. So then <laughs> then they turned him instead into you a know a bunch of project players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey, we're pushing up on the time here, I think, a little bit. So um I'm gonna just kinda throw out a couple of these um that I think we should talk about. So the the other one of the other big ones, Buddy Heald finally gets traded from the Pacers, gets his his Christmas wish and is moved from the Pacers or from the Sixers to the Pacers. Um, do, I mean, you know, what does that do? Anything? Are we do we care about that at all? I think it I think it does something if if Embiid is healthy. <laughs> Sure. Uh, because he's yeah. just, uh, you know, like one of those like lightning in a bottle guys, right? Like he could suddenly hit, you know, four three pointers or, or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely yeah. needed more shooting around Embiid. Yeah. So that, that does help there. But if he's not there, I, I think it's just a nothing. It's an expiring contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, other big one. OKC gets Gordon Hayward. And we sent out Trey Mann, uh, who wouldn't eat his vegetables, just wanted his Skittles. <laughs> uh, Michich, who I love and adore. And uh, Bertons, who was kind of a project guy. We were going to try and rehab into picks and didn't. Uh, instead, he's in the Hayward deal. This is very uh, important because it guarantees a championship, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Let's go to Chad. I haven't heard Chad in a minute. Chad, what do you think of Hayward on the Thunder? I think it's good. I mean, he's a guy that could come off the bench. He has He's older, has some experience, can talk to the younger guys. Um, I think it could help him out come, uh, come playoff time. I think this is the time, OKC, these next couple years, you've built up so many picks and so much resources. And now the machine is yeah. it's coming online earlier than you expect, which is awesome and great. Um, but eventually you do need to start making moves to try to just maximize every position you have, even on the bench, right. to make the team as good as possible, especially while you're still maybe not paying a ton of the young players very much money. And so um, yeah. I like any of these moves that kind of get them some, uh, maybe some older, um, better, you know, kind of these these good, good old uh, players that have experience. Um, I think it's great for them. Nate, what do you think of this one? This is uh, this is two moves. The Mavericks, who for some reason decided they needed to get two uh, <laughs> bigs, they needed to acquire two bigs, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. four and a five, um, to to work a song alongside Luca and to uh, play in the meantime while Lively recovers from his broken nose. What do you think of them getting PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford? Uh, so I think sending Grant Williams out is great for anybody who has Grant Williams on their team and terrible (laughs) for whoever's getting him. Uh, but the Hornets also get Seth Curry. He's returning to Charlotte, his hometown, um, which is, which is nice for him. Seth has kind of gotten a raw deal the whole time, moving, bouncing around from team to team. He's, he's a great outside shooter, a great uh, person to have, to put around, um, you know, if you have a, a big who needs spacing like they did in Philadelphia when he was there around Embiid. So they were done for getting rid of him in the first place. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was a that was a great move uh, for Charlotte, even though they got Grant Williams. Um, and then what was the what was the second trade um, for one of the Mavs? Gafford with the Wizards, oh. and they got uh, they sent out Rashawn Holmes. Yep, I mean that's that's kind of a wash, but um, <laughs> and then and then you failed to mention the Mavs and the Thunder just did a, a pick swap for some reason. Yep. So you know, how uh, it is. kind of kind of a I I would give the Mavs a thumbs down. It doesn't really move them in any sort of direction. Uh, that they want to go and um they lost seth curry so it seems like the hornets it seems like the hornets did well on that trade actually um, yeah i said i said they won because of seth yeah that <laughs> well <laughs> i mean i think just the trade for uh pj washington for grant williams they seem like the same player in my head um but the hornets also got that first round pick from the Mavs. Yeah. And who I, knows who knows what's that that's going to be in the future. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I did look into the Grant Williams versus PJ Washington stats a little bit. I saw somebody who had dug up the the advanced metrics and uh Washington is better than Williams. Um from an advanced stats standpoint, unless you so, factor in having playoff experience. I guess so. Just like I, don't, all um, I don't know I don't know how much Grant Williams uh counts for that. <laughs> I didn't realize Nate didn't Let's, like Grant Williams so much. He hates him. Oh, he's terrible. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, speed round. Patrick Beverly on the Bucks. Yay or nay? It's awesome. A group yay or I think, nay? I think the Bucks are going to be good. It's yay. Fine. <laughs> I don't uh, like any trade with Pat Beverly. <laughs> it's it's good for the backcourt, but they also traded away Brooke Lopez, who was yep. a defensive anchor. So nope, it, Robin. I mean, Robin. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Together, they, they, still, they still have Brooke. They got rid of Robin. They traded Robin. Robin. Oh, Robin. they traded Robin. Sorry. Sorry. Who's going to wrestle yes. now, right? Okay, they, they, yeah, that's good move. Robin good for job, cash. Good, <laughs> good move, good job. What do you think of the, uh, Nate, resident Spurs guy, what do you think of the Spurs sending out Dougie McDermott? Um, Dougie buckets. buckets. I mean, we we love Dougie, but uh, he he got us a, a second round pick, some cash, and now we can do whatever we want with Marcus Morris, get revenge oh. for uh him shafting us uh, a couple of years ago and <laughs> yeah. saying he would sign with us and then, and then reneging on that uh, <laughs> yeah. which which caused his agent to drop him as well so that was a crazy we, situation we might just hang on to him Does um it? until after the whole buyout market um dies down and then release him <laughs> just That'd be, be incredible like that does uh, does everybody feel that way about Doug McDermott? Like when he was on the Thunder, I was like, "Oh, this is great," but oh, also yeah. they traded him. Yep. Like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. That's fine. Yep. No, I think everybody feels that way about Dougie. Um, let's see. We got the Robin Lopez trade, which is kind of nothing. Hey. We got Jaden Springer to the Celtics, kind of nothing. What about uh, what? all those Lakers trades? Oh, which Ooh, ones? All none. Oh. Oh, all none. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's I guess your, that's a good how point. How about hourglass emoji now, LeBron? Yeah, I guess that's a. It good was a big hourglass that we sh- we should briefly talk about the Lakers stand pat, the uh, Hawks stand pat, two two teams that were getting thrown around a lot, and uh, they do nothing. Both of them. Um, I guess the the Lakers got yeah. Dinwiddie in the buyout market, right? So. That's I, that's fair. Yes, they did do that. that I don't yeah, think that actually helps at all. That's not but. a lot. <laughs> I just don't. I don't think the Lakers had the the assets they wanted to give up for Murray, no. and the Hawks weren't willing to take anything less. So. Yeah, that's interesting. And we'll see. Nate called it. Trey Young on the move, and now it's getting some traction. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of noise now that Trey Young is maybe uh, the guy out of that yeah there was a uh, lot of backcourt like, duo that's oh, going to be on the move they didn't trade murray so now trey young is out in the offseason that was interesting yeah. yeah how that switched okay last one this one is interesting there's a lot going on here phoenix got royce o'neill and david roddy brooklyn got jordan goodwin kita bates diop uh grizzlies got yuta watanabe our favorite uh our favorite japanese player is he and real? Chimezi Metu. Uh, who's your favorite Japanese player? Hashimura? Only we only have two to pick from. I know it's, so, it's probably it's probably Watanabe. Yeah, I think I like him better. Although Hachimura was uh, uh, a great, great uh, Gonzaga Bulldog who I loved, but you know, it's fine. Um, Royce, I think the big thing here is Royce O'Neal on the Suns. Does that? Does that help them out? What do we think of that? I think it could. I mean, he (laughs) 
he's uh decent he's like decent at offense and defense right like he he's like a guy that can come off the bench in a pinch i like that rhyme <laughs> it was a, Love a good rhyme three and d off the bench in a pinch like Love i don't that know that the house. super moves the needle but it lifts their floor i think yeah that's fair i think that's true and because that's what what nobby was going out from there and i think that he wasn't really getting a chance to do much because of his skill set didn't quite uh didn't quite have room for that skill set on the team but they've got room for a royce o'neill so i think that's good for the suns interesting um but that's the trade deadline that's all of them for the most part we didn't talk about Corey joseph to the pacers but you know who cares um Ooh, my boy. Uh, or a to the Ra- Nate's... to the raptors did we talk about that briefly briefly touched on it yeah raptors um, getting all those canadian players doing weird stuff i guess that makes there. sense but we're almost out of time so we need to get into our picks our picks for the week let's talk about uh oh, wait, the score uh, because i have it's to close. have to ask chad name a jazz player now that K- kelly's out uh, <laughs> uh uh gobert four years ago <laughs> classic uh john stockton here's a fun fact for you steven we play fantasy basketball and he had four did you have four jazz players on your team um at one point no three three yeah <laughs> are you good it was crazy it was an accident no no he's not it was crazy <laughs> that's crazy uh <laughs> Here we go. Is Let's talk good? about the points. At least one of them was the best one, okay? <laughs> That's true. One of them is good, and the other ones were like, why? Uh, Steven is still in the lead with 53 points, but Nate and I have closed the gap. We sit right behind him at 52 points. Yes. Uh, Chad has fallen to 48. You know, I, the rough, I, rough, I think this week, rough couple this week weeks was okay. Chad. I think it was that last week where I just missed everything, and that, that, you got that caused the, the, big, the big problems. The problem is you didn't keep believing in the Pistons like I did. Um, we had a pick this past week. It was about who would have the most points on the Thursday night games. Um, we <laughs> Shockingly, none of us picked Jeremy Grant, who scored 49 points. Oh, man. Uh, and was the high score for the I night. Was close. Nate was the closest. He picked Steph at 42. Um, but let's get into week 16 predictions. We've got February 14th, a little Valentine's Day matchup. Heat at the 76ers. Chad, who do you got? Oh, man, this is a rough one. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Heat. The Heat. All right. Steven? Yeah, I'm going with the Heat also. Um, I think that Tobias Harris is also out. Is that right? So I don't I'm know not sure. I don't know who's scoring over there. Although they but I'll did tell beat you Cleveland this. today. Well, they, they, <laughs> they have Buddy healed now, so oh, they got Buddy. Go. I will also tell you that Jimmy Butler was out dealing with a personal matter. Uh, so unclear how long he that's going to take. It. Probably coffee related. I think but, it was a death in the family, uh, Nate, actually. But did did that come out? I mean, yeah, some uh, someone's death. Someone someone close to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate, what are you thinking? Uh well, love is not going to be in the air uh <laughs> at this game after after the Heat destroyed the Sixers in the playoffs. 
so I'm just going to take the heat on this one. But Love will be in the air because he's going to be dunking it on the 76ers. I'm taking the heat. The surging nice. heat. The surging heat. Classic dunker Kevin Love. <laughs> well known for his dunking prowess. Uh, same night. V-Day. Kings at Nuggets. Let's go reverse. I will take the Nuggets. Uh, Nate. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Nuggets at home. Steven? Can't pick against the Nuggets. Can't pick against the Nuggets. Chad? I'm, I'm too low to, to be going off than the rest of you guys. So I think I'm going to have to also go Can't with the Nuggets. Can't risk it. Can't risk it. Same night, Lakers at Jazz. It is a Salt Lake City V-Day game. Who do you have, Nate? Uh, Jazz, fresh off of losing Kelly Olenek. Uh, <laughs> probably look better. Take the Jazz. <laughs> Stephen? I'm taking the Lakers. Stephen, fresh off Stephen's of acquiring fan. Spencer Denwitty, So Okay, okay. Uh, Chad? Uh, Lakers. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and, oh boy, given, we're giving Nate an in. I'll, I'll take the Lakers, though. I'm going to stick with it. What, um, what, baby? Next, we've got some picks that revolve around All-Star Weekend. So let's go with who is going to be the All-Star Weekend three-point contest winner. Uh, I forgot to look at this at all. <laughs> so Just go ahead and pick right? Sabrina. Yeah, I think we already picked Sabrina. She's going to so. win the actual contest part, not, no, no, not no. just the Steph part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you who do you have, Stephen? I think that I am going to take Trey Young. That's a good pick. Uh, Nate. Now I have to look all these people up. <laughs> I can I can tell you who's, who's in it. Do you are you looking up their stats? Who's in it? No, I'll tell I'm you who's in, who's in it. Chad. Who's in it? Yeah. So Malik Beasley. Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, Larry Markinen, former winner, by the way, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, also a former winner, and Trey Young. Wait, Markinen uh, has won I'm, before? Didn't Markinen win? I'm going to take Dame, so. the former three-point contest winner. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Cat is the first like big man to win it since Kevin Love back in the day. Uh oh yeah it was so it was the year that Lillard won he knocked Markin and then Tatum oh, yeah, out yeah that makes yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that was just recently right he was a couple years ago yeah i think two was that two years i guess we could just look yes two no it uh, was last was year two years ago <laughs> that was last year <laughs> what dame won In salt lake yeah all right back Whoa. to back let's go dame Back to back. Uh, well, I'm taking. I'm gonna take. I'm taking Trey. Chad, did you pick somebody? Oh no, I'm going Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. That's interesting. We Wait, both so you're, picked. We're going so tr double trays and double <laughs> Dame. Let's go. Trey versus Dame. Wow, wow. And then all that should just we, for Lowry Market. Should we just do it. like who who gets the best scores no, or who gets the farthest? Be, it's gonna be Malik Beasley. No. <laughs> you if you so if none of us pick the winner, we'll go with whoever uh 
if you have if you picked someone who got to the final round sure and uh if if nobody if none of them make the final round we'll go with no points we all lose a point we all no not that okay uh next up we have all-star weekend dunk contest winner um the dunk contest there are four contestants <laughs> they are jalen brown mac mcclung defending champ. jacob toppin the lesser toppin and uh jaime Hakez jr who even is that oh my i goodness. know who he is he's one of the three musketeers <laughs> hey you uh you are in good company pal gasol can't say his name right either what did I what did I say wrong? You said it right tonight, but before. Oh, when I used to say Jamie Jaquiz. Yep. <laughs> Jamie Jaquiz Hunier. Hunier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, that makes sense. Uh Nate? Uh I will take Jaime. All oh. right. Chad? I'm gonna go Mac McClug. Whoa. Back to back. Guys. The only thing that I know is that I'm not picking Jacob Toppin. No, so you have to. I'm not going to make it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not, it's I perfect. can't. I can't do it. I just, it's the only one that I knew I couldn't pick. Hey, his brother I, has won it. It's got to be, that means I something. Know, I know Obi won it, but that's. Obi won it. I don't think he's as good. <laughs> Obi won it. Hey, I'm going Jaime. Let's get wild. Is an apology for saying his name wrong twice. I'm going to go with him. Uh, All-Star Weekend, All-Star Game, MVP. Who do we got? We'll go with Steph Curry. All right. Steph Curry. I'll take Tyrese. Tyrese. Steven? Oh, I'm taking SGA all the way. Yeah, see, the thing about this is you can't pick a guy like Giannis who's going to mess around. Luka's going to mess around. If Russell Westbrook was in here, I would pick him in a second. Because he's going to just gonna go gonna out mess and around. Do, he's just going to go out and do things. Um, yeah, that's how Russ won it that year. Is he just was like, "I'm an animal and I want to win this award." Yeah, and that's why I think I'm going to take uh, Anthony Edwards. Oh no, oh, he would. What do he we, would you don't win. think he's going to mess he around? Might try to, I, don't I don't think know. he's going to mess around. I think he's going to try to win. I think he's got that dog in him. Um, Woof. man, maybe I should pick SGA though. I think SGA is going to try to win too. I'll, I'll just I'll keep it that way to keep it interesting. Um, everyone pick. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then our last pick is going to be the All Star Weekend All Star Game winning team. Which team is going to win, East or West? Uh, I will go first. I will take the West. Chad, I'm going with the West. West Coast. Nate. Uh, I think if I'm picking an East player to win MVP, I got to go East. East it is. Nate, you're crazy. (laughs) Uh, Steven. I'm taking the team that doesn't have an injured Joel Embiid on it, so I'm taking the West. (laughs) You don't believe in uh, Trey Young? Sure, yeah. He should be an all-star. And Scotty Barnes? He should be a starter. (laughs) All right, those are all of our picks. So that means that is the full podcast. If you have questions or comments or interesting tidbits or factoids, nope. or stuff, nope, send it our way. We want to look at it. 
and talk talk about it live. We don't, on the we do not want to look at your stuff. <laughs> we want to look at it together. Send it our and way. Talk about it. <laughs> I'm leaving the chat room. Oh man, good podcast. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, Gene. Uh, and come back next week. <laughs> Bye, Gene. What? What, baby? <laughs>